You're listening to the 12 Days of Christmas. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Continuing our series on the hymns of Christmas, and just delighted to have with us today Dr. Jerody Marsh. She's Director of Music at St. Paul Lutheran High School in Concordia, Missouri. Dr. Marsh, thanks so much for joining us on these 12 Days of Christmas. Thanks for inviting me. It is, it's a pleasure to get to talk with church musicians around the country, and even sometimes around the world, learning about hymns, and during this season, learning about the hymns of the Christmas season. Today, we're going to look at number 386 in Lutheran Service Book, Now Sing We, Now Rejoice. Uh, tell us, what do you know about who wrote this hymn? Well, this is kind of an interesting hymn because we don't have any um, for sure information about who the the author was, but we're pretty sure it was uh, like a 14th century monk. Um, it exists in Latin and German, and now there's, of course, several English versions. And um, it's often known as Undulci Jubilo. Uh, which is the Latin for sweet rejoicing. And um, it's an interesting hymn because it's one of the few uh, macaronic hymns, which uh, basically means that it's a hymn that uses Latin, um, the Latin liturgical text and the um, sort of vernacular. Um, We have early German versions of it that are interspersed with the Latin and I think there's some English versions as well that that have sort of um, sort of folk language. It's not like high poetry. It's it's more just um, language that is the way you would speak. So um, that that's kind of an an interesting um, fact about it. Um, there's some sort of folklore surrounding the the writer as well. Supposedly he was visited by an angel and the angel told him to, to, to begin dancing about the joy of Christmas and things. And so that's kind of a, whether it's true or not, we don't really know, but there's, there's a lot of speculation. So it's always fun to uh, learn the, the backgrounds of these, these hymns uh, and carols, especially when the, the right, there's no specific writer or there's, you know, like the, fo- the folklore surrounding this one is always interesting and fun. Um, talk about the text. What is in this text for us in this carol? Well, this is a text that is all about joy. Um, it's one of the things that I absolutely love about this hymn. Now, Sing We Now Rejoice is actually not the first, um, it's not a direct translation of the Latin title, but it is kind of the the first line of the German version. Um, And so that's kind of why we see it titled that in the LSB. Other um, versions say things like good Christian men rejoice, and um, it, but it's still all about joy. It's about rejoicing about the birth of Christ. And um, so for me, the, the text coupled with the very lilting dance-like tune uh, is um, just really exciting. Um, and I think that that probably is a lot of why that lends that folk lore or whatever you want to call the tradition of the monk being told to dance the the melody itself lends itself to dancing um and the rejoicing when you think about being happy what do little kids do they 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 just dance for joy you know and um so this is just come sing and rejoice and and oh this is just such an exciting time let's gather around the manger and 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 um 
and just rejoice. And um, so that that's what I really like about this hymn. Do you have a favorite stanza in this hymn? The, we have, what, just four stanzas in this hymn. As we right, right. And I was to remember, I know that Martin Luther also inserted a uh, verse at some point, but I don't know. I'd have to go back to my German uh, Lutheran hymnal to, to look that up and see if there's four or five because I don't really recall. Um, but I don't know. I'd have to choose between verse one and two um, because verse one talks about just come and rejoice and raise your voices. Um, but verse two is really special because it talks about uh, our inability to do anything good enough for Christ and, and just uh, very much the Lutheran concept of the fact that we can do nothing to save ourselves. And so in that uh, lies the gift of salvation that Jesus himself came to be um, one of us and came down in such a humble form that, you know, we're, we're unable to rise to him. I think the, the verse says something like, um, I cannot rise to you or to thee, I think it says. And so um, instead, Jesus comes down to us because we are not able to do that. And I, I just love that that part of the, the song, too. So, But the last verse is also really good. I mean, they're all really good. <laughs> People ask me, who's your favorite composer? And I usually say, whatever I'm working on at the time. So uh, whatever verse I'm singing at the time is probably my favorite. I think they're they're all really great. So. <laughs> You're right. This is such a fun, uh, dancing, lilting kind of of hymn. Uh, you can't you can't help but be happy when you're singing it. Uh, and you had mentioned um, that this is this is one of your favorites. Why is this one of your favorites? Well, first of all, there's some really incredible choral versions of this out there, and also some really wonderful organ versions. Um, the Bach uh, Chorale Prelude, the BWE. Um, 729, which is so famous, that was really made famous in the Lessons and Carols at uh, King's College in Cambridge on their um, services. And that um, was made really famous. And it's kind of was a staple for me when I lived in Europe and was working as a church musician. I it was pretty much my go-to uh, postlude, first postlude as well on Christmas Eve. Um, there's also really great choral settings there's the pretorius one is quite quite famous the four the four part version but there's also an eight part version that i have really thought about perhaps having my choir do but it takes a really gifted group of kids or adults to be able to pull that off because double choir music is really challenging um of course the sort of standby staple is the uh, Robert Pearsall version that is also done in England a lot. That was written in the 19th century, I think. And um, lots of people do that version. It's, it's, it's kind of a staple in the, in the repertoire. So, and I just love the, 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 the dance-like quality of it. It, it. It's quite different than say a lot of the Advent hymns that we sing that are also in a sort of a triple meter feel um, the triple meter in this piece, it, it just moves faster and is, is somehow more lilting. And I think that that's, that's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about when you might sing this hymn, is there a specific time in the season of Christmas or a specific service in the season of Christmas for when you might select this hymn? Uh, I would probably Christmas morning, um, that comes to mind, 
um, because you've had a night of sleep, usually pretty short. Uh, on Christmas Eve, a Christmas really? morning, you turn around and go back to church and you're just still really excited mm-hmm. about Christmas, yeah. uh, the rejoicing part of it. Um, but there are parts of this hymn that I feel like one could really sing this hymn throughout the year. It's not specifically about Christ's birth. Uh, the rejoicing is about Christ himself. Uh, and it alludes to the birth, but it also alludes to our rejoicing that uh, we will be in heaven um, and, uh, you know, the longing for heaven. And I think that the, the joy is is not just about Jesus's birth, but it's also about what he has done for us and how he did that coming down to be one of us, but also what that means for us um, eternally. Um, this hymn is uh, really, really speaks to that. Joy is found in Jesus, and that will be something that we can have eternally. So, Amen, amen. Spoken like a true church musician when you said, <laughs> when you said uh, you get a full night's, uh, get a night, uh, get some sleep that night. You know, oh, a yeah. church musician getting a whole three hours of sleep before, exactly. because they're yeah. so dedicated and, and uh, love Christmas music. They didn't even think about three hours not being that much sleep. Yeah, you kind of just don't go to bed and then right. you get back up and do it all again. And so, yeah, well, here at St. Paul, I'm not actually a, a church musician at the church, so I generally since I've moved back to the U.S., have had a little bit more sleep um, Christmas <laughs> Eve evening. But yeah, there's still the child part of me that is excited for Christmas morning and to to celebrate that. And so, you know, it's it's hard to sleep, I think, no matter what your age for that. Amen. So. Amen. Well, thank you for, for working through this hymn. Any other points or anything else you wanted to share about this hymn as we wrap up our time together today? Um, I, you know, there's lots of translations and, and lots of versions of this hymn that it's a fascinating one to, to explore. And so I think um, no matter no matter what, it's just a, a great hymn that I think people need to remember to not sing it too slowly <laughs> because it is a dance-like uh, quality. And um, uh, one interesting fact about this hymn, though, uh, that isn't the case for many of them, is it is one of the oldest ones that is we find in both the Catholic and the Protestant hymnals. So this appeared in the Protestant hymnals pretty early on in the 1500s, um, but also in some of the Catholic hymn, hymnals um, and, and books. And so that's, it, that's interesting because Catholic music was so complex at that time. That was one of the things about the Protestant church uh, that they wanted. They wanted to bring uh, church music and, and congregational singing back into the lives of people. And so um, it was so complicated in Catholic churches that we get to um, see this as a case where, where they actually sung it there too. So, yeah. Interesting. Fascinating. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I, I've enjoyed doing this series because I learned so much about the hymns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be guest... interesting to hear what other people are, have said as well about different <laughs> hymns. Our guest today, Dr. Jerody Marsh. She's the director of music at St. Paul Lutheran High School in Concordia, Missouri. Dr. Marsh, thanks for being our guest on the 12 Days of Christmas. Thank you. You're listening to the 12 Days of Christmas. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs>